Good morning, church. Morning. Or should I say family? Morning. Because that's what you are. Welcome to Crossbridge. Looks like you guys got the memo to stand. It's good to be here today. In the eye of the storm, you remain in control. In the middle of the world, you got my soul. You alone are the anchor. My sails are torn. Your love surrounds me. In the eye of the
So it is October 22nd. It's going to be 80 degrees today. We better enjoy it while it lasts, okay? And, you know, just thinking how beautiful it is outside today. And maybe in your life right now, it is absolutely beautiful. And things are going great. And there's no better place to be than with your brothers and sisters. Maybe you're here this morning and you are going through a storm like you can't imagine. There's no better place to be than with brothers and sisters in Christ. So let's go, Lord, in prayer, and let's welcome everyone. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, this morning that we're here, Lord, to worship you, to preach your word, to study your word, uh, to lift our voice in praise uh, to you. So just be with us today as we do that, Lord, and everything we want to do today, we want to give you the praise and glory and honor. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Take a couple minutes this morning. Welcome, everyone.
All right, you guys may be seated this morning. I've got several announcements to cover here. Let's start with Fall Fest and the celebration last week. What a great time that was celebrating 20 years of Crossbridge and the Fall Fest. And I know we had some competitions, so we had some competitions at Fall Fest over soups and chilies and I don't know what else. Apple peeling and I don't know, but there's some winners. So we got some awards to hand out and they're also going to talk about the Thanksgiving dinner coming up. So you want to start with awards? Okay, so we have a bunch of things today. So we have Cornhole Tournament, and we have Kyle and Dustin. Come on up. Was there some cheating going on in this? Uh, they won fair and square. They cheated, Tommy? Tommy says you guys cheated. This altar better be full this morning. <laughs> cheating fellas, what I hear. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. For the soup and chili cook-off, we had um, as our soup entry was a broccoli cheddar, Iwana Evans. Hey. Our chili winner was Shelly Jones. Uh, I don't think Shelly's here. Shelly, she's not here today. Here today. Okay. okay. Good job, Shelly. <laughs> On the uh, apple peeling contest, uh, first place was Bess Brown. They already got their prizes last week. Uh, second place was Amanda Gann. And third place was Robbie Blackwell. All right. All right. Where's Bess at? Okay, so Bess was first, and who was second? You were second. That runs in the family. And Robbie, you're taking you're taking uh, hints from them. Uh, all right. We didn't have no cheating on apple peeling. Uh, there's no there's a, there's no what? Cheating on apple. There's no cheating on apple peeling. Yeah. Okay. All right. Give them a hand. All right. Good job. Thank you guys. Thanksgiving. Okay, so Thanksgiving is in two weeks, November 5th. So Jeannie has a um, sign-up sheet for you guys to sign up. So we're taking the food downstairs again this year at 5 o'clock. We want to eat by 5.30 start. So if you guys could get here close to 5 as possible, bring your items downstairs. It'll be the same way. And the sign-up sheet... We're doing sheet like through the line where we go through like we did? Okay, mm -hmm. perfect. Yeah. So the sign-up sheet is here. So make sure you guys look at it because there's a bunch of different things to sign up for. So make sure you flip through the pages to see all the different sign-ups. You better sign up for stuffing. You better Thank sign you. up for stuffing. How many lines of stuffing do you have on that thing? Because, I mean, honestly, I say this every year. And I know for you all that have been here a long time, you hear me say this every year. But it is a travesty that we only eat stuffing on Thanksgiving. So, you do, you know, I don't. I don't. I, I mean, Selena, honey, we got to make stuffing more often. I don't know. She doesn't like it, she says. That's why we don't eat it all the time. <laughs> Please sign up for stuffing, church, okay? All right. Uh, men's and women's Bible study tonight at the church at 6 p.m., so we got that going on tonight. Uh, the shoebox ministry. I know, sis, you sent me a big old long text, and I'd already done my announcements. You were late, so come on up here and tell me what you need. No, what do you want? Tell me. I'll tell it. I'll announce it. Tell me what you need. 
We need toys for the shoebox ministry. Is that it? Just toys? Toys for the shoebox ministry? You're packing those in what, November? November 8th, we're packing those. So we need little toys. Not huge toys. Little stuff that would, yeah, shoebox size. Stuff that would fit in a shoebox. And then... The other thing was Wednesday night. Happy Hallelujah night is this Wednesday. So I know we have teams that have signed up for tables. Do you need more teams? We got plenty of teams, but we need candy, right? We need candy. So bring a whole bunch of candy Wednesday night. Like like a whole bunch. Because we want to give it to all the kids. A bunch of candy. Uh, Anything else for Wednesday night? Okay. So what's going to happen is we'll have booths set up. And each booth will have like... A theme, and they'll, the kids will do games at it, and you'll give them candy, and then they're going to take their candy to me and say, we love you, Pastor Jeff, and I'm going to have pockets full of candy. Kids are not going to do that, but that's a good dream, I guess. Okay, Grief share on Thursday nights. Grief share on Thursday nights from 6 to 8. Uh, we have grief share here at the church. We're, I saw Stephanie this morning. 6 to 8, going good if, you, if you've suffered loss. Perfect. So if you haven't came yet, jump in anytime. Grief share every Thursday night from 6 to 8. I have failed to announce this, and I've gotten in trouble the last two weeks. I'm, I'm announcing it today. Uh, next weekend on Saturday night at 5.30 at the Curly's house is the young adult fall gathering. So when I say young adult, college, just married, what, 18 to 25, 26, I mean, yeah. Um, they're having a huge bonfire. And Dustin told me the bonfire was like twice the size of my office downstairs. So this is like going to be a raging forest fire by the time we're done. But it, it's going to be fun. So young adults, invite other young adults, uh, 18 to 25 to come. I don't know what all we got planned. What, what all? Chili for dinner. It'll be fun. So just young adults come. Uh, Next, next uh, Saturday night, October 28th, uh, for that. Uh, November 5th, I'm moving business meeting. Business meeting is going to be November 5th instead of the 29th after the morning service. So we'll announce that in a couple of weeks. What else we got? Next Sunday is Mission Sunday. So one of our missionaries, Austin Baker, will be here with us next week. So please come for Mission Sunday next week. Uh, Mike, come on up here. We got some... Um, I don't know, discipleship certificates too, that'll be next. We'll start with Mike. Thank you, Ace, for the worship this morning. And isn't it amazing that we can be washed in the blood of Jesus? Man, that's a great reminder this morning. And uh, I want to have all the freeway people. If you, if you are in the freeway discipleship house right now, if you would come up. And for those that have went through the Freeway Discipleship Program and graduated that program are still here, if you would come down as well. So we just want Crossbridge Baptist Church to know uh, that we, we want you guys to see the fruit, the, the fruit of your labor and what you've poured out into all of us here. And... Uh, there's a very, very good chance that without you, we wouldn't be here today. We would still be out there in our addictions or we'd be dead uh, or, or even worse, dead in our sins. And so thank you. On, on behalf of everybody here at Crossbridge Baptist Church, or, or Freeway Ministries, we want to say thank you, Crossbridge Baptist Church. 
what you do for us is we can't even put into words. And so thank you so much. And then uh, I want to, we wanted to, we talked about it in our elders meeting this morning and there's a, uh, we, we want to begin to uh, recognize these guys that go through the freeway program. It's a very structured program. It's not easy to make it through and you really have to want a life change uh, to submit to the authority and the structure of the program. And so these guys that, that graduate this program, it's a big deal. It is a very big deal. And, and so we want to recognize those that go through the program, they graduate, and then once they graduate, they stay plugged in here at Crossbridge Baptist Church. And, and when they do that, you see them in the sound booth. You see them serving. You see them coming to Bible studies. You see them discipling other men, and, and you see that taking place. And so we want to recognize that. And so I want to recognize... Uh, Zach here, and Zach graduated the program, and, and uh, I have a special connection uh, with Zach. I remember going and picking him up from the county jail, and uh, like all of us, when we first come into the program, uh, uh, people probably look at us and think, whew, I, I don't think that that guy is ever going to make it, and, that, and I have to admit that I thought this about him. I thought, wow, <laughs> I thought this guy, he, he's, I don't, he's one of those that just strikes me as one of those that's just not going to make it. You know, he, he's going to, you know, I, I think, I, I don't mean to be negative. I don't mean to be negative, but he was young. He was young and he was very quiet and he just was real standoffish. And, but as he went through the program, you've seen something happen. You've seen, him, you've seen him finally surrender. And when he surrendered, he started coming and he, and he just had such a gentle and kind spirit and he wants to help others and he's just stayed plugged in and it's a blessing because this doesn't always happen sometimes when these guys come into the program they're not ready yet and we get attached to them when we start loving on them and and we love them and then we see them go back out and it's just it just tears our heart to pieces and he's not one of these cases and so we just want to recognize him this morning we love you and we love what you're doing and, and we're glad you're still plugged in Yeah, I, I just want to say that, that finding Jesus Christ in my life changed my whole life. Um, I did a whole 180 uh, two years ago. You know, I was putting a needle in my arm. I was a heroin junkie. And here I am two years clean and sober because of Jesus Christ. And uh, this is, you guys are the most important part of my life. And, and God is. So I just thank you guys so much. Thank you, Crossbridge. Well, technically, we could probably close the service right now and go home, and God would be glorified, all right? Amen. Uh, discipleship certificates this morning. Alan, you want to come up also? Yeah, Alan needs to come up also. <laughs> He's trying to get out of his duty, isn't he? I might just say that, that we, we've done this the last two years, and, and we intend to do it again this year, but we start right after January the 1st, and, and Alan and I do a, a group discipleship, so any of you men who want to be involved in this, and, and that's where these 
are, are coming from. We apologize that we've waited this long, but uh, we need Michael Howe. Brian Mesenheimer and Steve Kelly. Ace is trying to ruin the mood, isn't he? Well, uh, I think Danny covered it pretty good. And, and I know without a doubt that discipleship is the, the heart of, the, of us being a successful, powerful, growing church. Because Jesus, the first thing he done was he discipled. He discipled. And so uh, it's very important to, to learn. So I'll just let you guys say something if you want to. We'll pass it on down. <laughs> <laughs> Navy guys will always talk. Go ahead, Steve. <laughs> well, can I say go Chiefs first? Oh, man. <laughs> Well, I know I'm not very old, but this is the first church <laughs> I have ever gone to that actually does discipleship training. And I am so thankful for that. And Alan and Denny leading it, it was great. And discipleship is the heart of what we're supposed to be doing. The church that I attended in Kansas City, they did it. and. You know, this is the second church that I've been to that has been actively doing discipleship. And it is. It gets us all to be single-minded, focused on the gospel, and it's the accountability we need to live the abundant Christian life. Jesus didn't come that we might escape death. He came that we might have life and have it abundantly. And until you know what that means, you can't have the abundant life. Amen. Once again, we could close the service and we'd be good. <laughs> okay, well, I've got well, I've got this thing. Uh, today is Pastor Appreciation Day, so we want to recognize. Our senior pastor, Mike and Jeff, thank you for all you do for this congregation. Thanks, Denny. Because of that, it, because it's pastor appreciation, does that mean Ace should not be saying go Chiefs about every five minutes? <laughs> oh, thank you guys. Hey, I, I think I can speak for me and Mike. We love this body of believers, and we love serving you guys. And we're not perfect. You aren't perfect. And that's what brings us all together, right? Your imperfections are that you like the Chiefs. I deal with it. I get over it, okay? I deal with it. All right, final thing. I know we've went long today, and I know we went long today. Ladies' field trip. November 6th, it's on a Monday. They're going to go to lunch at 11 at the Grove Springs restaurant uh, called Spinner's. And then at 1230, they'll move down Highway 5 to Rosewood Farm. 
and country gifts. What time are you leaving here? Meeting here at 11? No. Oh, you're meeting at, okay, they're meeting at the restaurant. So if you want to, if you're going, ladies, communicate on that. So any, anything else? Nikki and Crystal, yes, work day today at 1 o'clock at Nikki and Crystal's. Nikki is uh, going through cancer treatments right now, and there's some things that need to get done, so if you could help with that, please. What time are you meeting? We're going to meet at their house at 1 o'clock. They're meeting at the house at 1 o'clock, so if you could come and help with that today, please, please do so. There's the address uh, on the board. So, Okay, if you would stand, I know we're really late today, so just bear with us today. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer and bless our morning offering. Lord Jesus, I thank you, God, this morning again. Exciting morning, so much to celebrate and so many people to honor that what you've done in their life, Lord. And so we point people to you. We love you, Lord. Thank you for this morning. Bless this offering, Lord. Let it be used to further your kingdom. In your name I pray. Amen.
going to have the pastor come preach to us. All right, all the kids can go downstairs at Children's Church this morning. If you would, turn in your Bibles, 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Kids, second grade and below, thank you guys this morning for worship. Awesome. Amen. So, 1 Corinthians 12, verses 12 through 27. I know we got a lot of verses here, uh, but we'll, we'll go through them quick. Verses 12 through 27. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in one spirit we were all baptized into one body. Jews are Greeks, slaves are free, and all were made to drink of one spirit. For the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot should say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it less any part of the body. And if an ear should say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any any less part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would be the sense of hearing? If the whole body were an ear, where would be the sense of smell? But as it is, God arranged the members in the body, each one of them, as he chose. If all were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of you. On the contrary, the parts of the body that seem weaker are indispensable. And on those parts of the body we think less honorable, we bestow the greater honor. And our unpresentable parts are treated with greater modesty, which our more presentable parts do not require. But God has so composed the body, giving greater honor to the part that lacked it, that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together. If one member is honored, all rejoice together. Now you are the body of Christ and individual members of it. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, this morning uh, just for our time of worship and once again for the people receiving discipleship certificates and Zach graduating, so many uh, amazing testimonies of how you're working in people's lives. And Lord, today this is an important subject that I know I'm getting a lot of questions on. We're about ready to start a new membership class in December. We have people wanting to join this local body of believers. And Lord, I pray over the next few weeks that your word will bring clarity uh, to our lives on why being a part of a body of believers is important and what scripture says about it. And Lord, that we're, we're obedient to that. Uh, and, and Lord, uh, if, if we need to make changes, Lord, I pray that we make those in our lives and our hearts. And in everything we do, we give you the praise and glory. In your name I pray, amen. You may be seated. So what a fun time last week was spending time uh, as a family together. And uh, last Sunday afternoon, just an amazing time of fellowship. Uh, and it next month, it will be eight years that Selena and I have been with our family at Crossbridge serving with you. And I got to thinking this week, and I'm getting a lot of questions about church membership. There's a lot of, a lot of people that are uh, wanting to join this local body of believers. We're going to have a, a new member class starting in December. So I wanted over the next few weeks, uh, and we'll get back in the Old Testament and those heroes of the Old Testament, I promise. But I wanted to talk about what biblical church membership looks like. Uh, and we'll be answering that over the next couple of weeks. But I got to thinking, what makes Crossbridge, Crossbridge isn't the activities it's not the fun stuff that we get to do uh, at all. It's not even the missions that we're involved with together. It's not the bonfires. All those things are amazing. We have a great time. But 
What makes Crossbridge Crossbridge is you, the people. The people are what make up the church, the members of the body. And so one thing I'm really excited about is we are seeing new people come all the time. We're full every Sunday. We have people wanting to join the church. Um, and so, like I said, the first week in December, we're going to start that new member class. And it's going to give people an opportunity to join this local body of believers. So what I want to talk about today is biblical church membership. Where do we see biblical church membership in Scripture? What are the responsibilities of a church member? Now, we're not going to answer all these today. There's not enough time. But what are the responsibilities of a church member? What are the responsibilities of the church leadership to church members? And so I want to start with this first question this morning. Where is membership found in Scripture? So here's a couple of verses. Acts chapter 2, verse, verse uh, 47. Acts 2, 47. It says this. It says, Praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. So this passage here is starting in Acts, and it is literally the start of the church. Jesus has ascended into heaven, and now the church is forming. And, and Paul, uh, before too long, is going to be doing church plants in all these towns all over. And so the, the church is new. The gospel is being preached. The apostles are preaching the gospel. People are being saved, and they're being added to the number. And so the word num the number implies that there is a list or a group of people that have organized in the name of Jesus. They have now organized as a church body. Uh, Acts 2.41 tells us that someone was uh, keeping a numerical number of those who were being saved and baptized. So they said there was like 5,000 that were saved. So somebody's keeping track of the people that are being saved and baptized in the church. In Acts chapter 6, the church in Jerusalem is told to hold elections. For deacons, the church has grown so much that the apostles are preaching the word and they're being inundated with now side problems. Now when I say side problems, the side problems doesn't mean they're not important. But if you remember in Acts chapter 6, the problem was it was a food distribution problem. And they came to the apostles because there were some widows that felt like they were getting neglected in food distribution. And the apostles are like, man, this is... We have so much going on. We're trying to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're trying to teach the word. We don't have time to worry about a food distribution. Now, does that saying it's not important? No. So they created the office of deacon. So they said, well, all right, we need servants in the church that can handle these, these matters, these important matters. And so what it says is they hold, it says choose, in, in the passage in Acts chapter 6, it says choose seven men from among you. So that, that phrase even right there suggests that a group of people among you are distinct from others. They're wanting to choose from a group of people that have been set apart. The deacons were to be who? Church members. They were to be people that were set apart among them. And so I even got to look and think, where else is church membership found? The vast majority, in fact, of the New Testament are letters written to who? Churches. Churches that were established in certain cities. The first three chapters of the book of Revelation are all letters to seven different churches. 
And so these are organized groups of believers that are now scattering all over the world with members. They have leadership. In fact, when you look at 1 Timothy and Titus, Paul lays out, the Lord says, this is how I want church leadership to look like. We try to follow that model to the best of our ability because that's what we see biblically. So they establish leadership within these bottles, bodies of believers. And they're organized groups. And they all have the same goal. All these churches that are being planted and started all have the same goal. And the goal is advancing the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's preaching the word. It's sharing that with the lost and dying world. So I think we, we start to see here there's a clear difference in someone who is a part of the body and those who aren't. In fact, I would say, folks, that the Bible doesn't even show someone that has believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and been baptized and made that public profession of faith and followed through with baptism. The Bible doesn't even show someone that's done that that's not a part of a body of believers. Anywhere. You can't find it. They are all bodies of Joining bodies of believers. The only example I could think of be, would be the Ethiopian eunuch. And what was he doing? God was making him the first missionary of what? Ethiopia. He was heading back to Ethiopia. He was taking the gospel. So, I mean, you see all of this over and over. Over and over in scripture. So it, it was a given. This wasn't even really up for debate. I mean, this, it was a given that if you had professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior and been baptized, then you were part of the body. You were a part of a local church body. So why emphasize this? Why emphasize this? Why is it an important thing for believers to do? Well, let me start with what the qualifications are for membership in the body. The first one is salvation through Jesus Christ. You have had to believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, believed in what he did on the cross, believed in his resurrection, and been baptized. Followed that through with biblical baptism. That you were identifying that your old life was dying and you being raised to walk in newness of life. That's what baptism is a picture of. Now let me explain this a little bit. Um, so basically, so what I'm saying is only believers, Christians, are allowed to join a local church. To be a part of the body. You see that all through here in these examples I've just given. So, so let me explain this. The doors to attend Crossbridge Church should be as wide as humanly possible. In fact, I would love if all, what, 7,000, 6,000, 7,000 people from Marshfield would try to attend here on a Sunday. We would have to get a big field and we could figure out something, I'm sure. We'd pile resources together, we'd figure out something. The doors to attend are wide as possible. Why? We would never turn anyone, anyone away from attending this church. Unless they're a security threat. If I know they're trying to kill somebody in the body, we're not. We have a security team, right? I want to clarify. But if somebody just wants to walk in the doors and attend on a Sunday, we welcome them with open arms, right? Why? Because we share the gospel of Christ. I don't know if they're saved or not. I don't know if they've received salvation. We have visitors all the time. So the doors to attend are as wide as possible. But now the doors to becoming a part of a local body, you obviously see you have to be set apart. So what is that? Salvation through Jesus Christ and biblical baptism. Baptism. That's it. That's it. Well, why is that important, though? Why, I mean, can't I just, like, do life and do church by myself? 
Well, you know, here's what I think. It's, I thought about this morning. It's not in my notes, but I thought about this morning. How many of you are Chevy guys in here? Raise your hand if you're a Chevy guy. How many of you are Ford guys? Oh, man. How many of you are Dodge guys? All right, I think Chevy won. So let's say we buy a brand new Chevrolet pickup. I mean, the thing will barely run because it's a Chevy, but we buy a brand new one. And we get it home, we park in the driveway. And you, and it has, it has like, you drive it home from the dealership and it has 20 miles on it. And you park it out in your, I don't know, in your garage, or you park it next to your house and you just let it set. You just let things set. I mean, for years, you let things set. What's going to happen? A couple of years, I think the tires are going to be dry rotted and it's going to be sitting on the rims. The battery's going to be dead. You're going to try to go out and start that nice Chevy, and you know what's going to happen? It ain't going to start. You're going to have to go get mechanical work done to it, even though it's a brand new pickup. If you're a follower of Christ, and you set it home by yourself, and you don't get poured into, you don't get discipled, you don't pour into other people, you're like that new Chevy pickup that's going to get rotted. And you're not going to be using any of those, that torque and that power to run for the kingdom. That's a, probably a horrible illustration, but I hope you understand where I'm coming from. You're going to get stale and stagnant. You, you become a part of a body of believers. There's a lot of reasons. Why is it important? Let me lay them out. Hebrews 13, 17. I want to start with this. It says this. Obey your leaders and submit to them, for they are keeping watch over your souls as those who will give an account. Let them do this with joy and not groaning, for that would be of no advantage to you. All right, so here's the first reason we see here. Why is it important? Biblical church membership is important because it defines the elders' responsibilities to the church. Who are the elders, uh, Hebrews 13, 17 says, going to give an account for? Am I going to give an account for everybody in Marshfield? No. Am I going to give an account for every believer in Missouri? No. Am I going to give an account for every believer in the United States? No. You see where I'm going? I'm going to give an account for those who are in our flock, just like our other elders will. So it helps to define, hey, who is a believer and who is not? Who are we responsible for? Who are we responsible for? Members of Crossbridge are placing themselves under the spiritual authority of the elders. Now, I'm going to go in more in depth on that in the coming weeks, okay? But it helps us define who we're supposed to shepherd, who we're supposed to oversee, who to feed. Elders, in fact, are interchangeable with the word overseer. So who are we supposed to oversee? Who are we supposed to help? Who are we supposed to disciple and teach? Now, I share the gospel with anybody. But listen, we have a special responsibility to those who are members of the body. And we don't do it perfectly. Please don't think, well, he's really failing. You can think that because I probably am. We don't do it perfectly. 1 Timothy 3.1 says, The saying is trustworthy. If anyone aspires to the office of overseer, he desires a noble task. So you're an overseer. I had a young man this week, a member of our body, call me. And we spent like an hour on the phone 
just middle of the work day about theology, talking about theology and doctrines. And he was telling me, he's here this morning, I'm not going to embarrass him and point him out, but he said he's studying all the time and he has all these questions and well, he has just desires. He said he has a desire to be a church leader one day. I was thrilled about that. I told him, hey, I want to help you. You got my number anytime. Let's get together. I want to, I want to help you develop into that process. So it's, it gives us an idea of biblical church membership of who, who we should be overseeing, who we should be helping. Here's the other thing. What's the other? Why is it important? Here's to our text this morning. We're all parts of the body serving one another. If you go back to our text, that's exactly what it says in verses 24 and 27. We're serving one another. What an amazing thing it is to be a part of a body. When members suffer, we suffer with them. We help them. Nikki and Crystal, they're suffering right now. Even though, boy, I mean, he's faithful and coming. He's sitting out there right now going through cancer treatments on security duty. If somebody runs in to shoot me, Nikki's going to get them first, right? Uh, thank you, Nikki. Good job, old buddy out there in the hall being on security, right? He's suffering right now, so we're going to suffer with him. We're going to try to help him. We want to be there for him. That's what a body's a, a supposed to do. When you're joyful and something's happened in your life, Zach, we want to rejoice with them. We want to be joyful when you're joyful. That's, hey, when one is honored, we want to be honored with them. We're one body. Church membership is a way that a person can identify themselves with the body of believers. You have a like-mindedness under proper spiritual leadership. It's basically a statement of like-mindedness. We don't have to agree on everything, but you know what we do in our new member class? We go through a statement of beliefs. We go through, this is what the church believes about this, 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 and this. And if you have questions in that, we answer them. That's what me and Max are there for, to answer those questions. Philippians 2.2 says this, Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. Full accord. I should have used a Honda Accord as an example this morning instead of the Chevy, Right? That's the only time they mention a car in the Bible is right here, an accord. <laughs> Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. We're like-minded. We love the Lord Jesus. We have the same goal. We want to see people to be saved and baptized. So there's, there's agreement on the beliefs between the church leaders and the members. And each part of the body has an important role to play. God has gifted us in so many different ways. Here's, some, here's a list of some of the spiritual gifts that God gives a body. Leadership, administration, teaching, knowledge, wisdom, prophecy, discernment, exhortation, shepherding, faith, evangelism, apostleship, service or helps, mercy, giving, hospitality. God gifts us. Not, with, not one person doesn't have all 16 of these gifts. You may have one or two or three. You use those gifts that God's given you to edify the body, to build the body up. We as church members use these to serve one another. We'll talk about that even more in the next one. Church membership is also, I'm getting there guys, I know we're running late today, so just bear with me. Church membership is important for organizational purposes. It's a good way of determining who is allowed to vote on important church decisions and who's eligible for official church positions. We're about ready to make some major decisions on land, on building. 
Do you think that we should just allow anyone to come in off the street and vote on a building? If I was to die in a wreck or you were to fire me, do you think that anyone should just be able to vote on an elder or the next pastor of the church? Absolutely not. Only those who are a part of the body. It's another reason we have church membership. The faithful serving members of the body should be the ones making the decisions at business meetings, not somebody who doesn't attend here. I have literally seen this with my own eyes. I've seen it where people will come into a church that say, well, I've been a member here for 30 years and they haven't attended in 20 of those years and they will try to vote in a business meeting on something important. I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. We just won't allow that. We, we wouldn't allow that. Should the church allow just anyone to come through the doors and teach classes? Would you want me or our elders to allow just anyone to walk through the doors and teach your children? No. We have to make sure they are the same like mind. We have to, we, so when somebody comes to me, they, I'll get to your saying, but they, they come and they say, hey, I want to join the church. There's a process for that. I'll go over that. It's important. Without church membership, you know what you have? A free-for-all. You have a free-for-all. And last, last point. I want to answer this question. How do I become a member of Crossbridge? All right, so it's important. I hope I've established very quickly that this is an important thing. This is an important thing. And, and I believe, let me address this real quick for you in the last point. This is not something that you just transfer at will. When this is established by the church, it doesn't say they establish multiple churches in these towns. It doesn't say that. You know why we have... Harmony Baptist Church on one corner and New Harmony Baptist Church on the next corner because people are selfish and they want their own way and they don't serve one another. So the, it's not, biblical church membership isn't, well, I'm upset with Pastor Jeff this week. I'm going to go over to First Baptist. No, no, no. Uh-uh. If you're upset with me, come and let's talk about it. And I'll, I'll do what I can to make it right with you. And we'll have unity again, right? It isn't about, well, I can't believe that they decided to put blue carpet in the new church. We're not gonna, I don't think we'll put blue carpet, but you never know what the ladies may decide. I don't know. But if we put blue carpet, are we going to church because we have blue carpet? No. No. You see, those are all selfish things, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on. This is important. This is an important thing. You using your gifts and talents. So how do I become a member of the church? Well, have you publicly professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you recognized that you're a sinner? And that you deserve a punishment because of your sin? You have violated a holy God. And you deserve punishment. But God, because he loved us so much, made a way that we can be forgiven. That he went to the cross. And on the cross, our sins were put on him. And he took my punishment. You see, I should have been on the cross. You should have been on the cross. But instead, Jesus went to the cross. And he defeated death. And he rose again, proving that he was God. Have you believed in that? Have you professed that? If you have, that, you've met the first qualification. Second one is, have you followed that with obedience and baptism? Have you been baptized? That's our first act of obedience to the Lord, is to be baptized. If you've done that, 
The Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, if you confess to your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. One believes with the heart resulting in righteousness. One confesses with the mouth resulting in salvation. Have you been baptized by immersion? 1 Corinthians 12, 13, for we're all baptized by one spirit into what? One body. Whether Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, we're all given one spirit to drink. You know what that tells me? That anybody, regardless of your background, can be a member of a church. It don't matter if you grew up addicted to heroin, Zach, right? Or you did heroin, right? Guess what? Zach is a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's my brother, and he's a member of this church. And guess what? His vote in a business meeting is one vote. Guess how many votes mine is? One. We're the same. We're the same. Profession of faith and baptism. Those are the qualifications. Baptism is one's outward profession of the inward change that happened in them. Baptism is a way of saying, I believe the message of Jesus. I believe in Jesus' death, his burial, and resurrection. I, it's a picture of my old life dying and being raised to walk in newness of life. Every example of baptism in Scripture is by immersion. It's a picture of burial. Can you bury someone by sprinkling dirt on them? No. You put them under the ground. That's why we baptize by immersion. So, last thing. We have a new membership class. You've been saved. You profess Jesus as your Lord and Savior. And you've been baptized. Now we have a new membership class. Roughly every quarter, the next one starts in December on Sunday mornings from 9 to 10 a.m. Anyone who has met the prior points of salvation and baptism can come to that new member class. You will meet with me in a meeting. So what has to happen? What does that look like? You want to join the church. You want to say, I want to be a part of this body. You come forward during an invitation and you say, Jeff, I want to join this local body of believers. I'm going to, I'm going to set up a meeting time with you. And in that meeting, here's what I'm going to say. Tell me about when you professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Tell me about when you were saved. Tell me what happened. If you tell me in that meeting, well, I mean, I don't know. I just know that you have to be a good person to be saved. And I'm trying to be a good person by joining the church. And, I, you know, I believe ultimately everyone's going to go to heaven. I'm going to say you're not joining our church because you're not saved. And I'm going to share the gospel with you. Okay, I'm going to make sure that you, to the best of my ability, have professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Okay, because here's what I don't want. I don't want goats with the sheep. One of our jobs, and I'm going to talk about in a couple weeks as elders, is to protect the flock. So I have, I have a responsibility to protect the flock. To make sure that somebody who is lost, or trying to bring an agenda in here that's lost and dying, and preaching a false gospel doesn't join the local body. So you have a, a meeting. This isn't nothing to be nervous about. Oh no, i got to meet with the preacher. I hope I'm not scary. Maybe to some of you I am. I hope I'm not. That you, we, we talk about when you're saved and when you're baptized. And hey, if, if that's happened, then you're welcome to join the local body of believers. You're going to go through this new member class and we're going to talk about what does it mean to be a member. And guess what? When you're a member of a church, it's not about you. And it's not about me. It's about him. And we talk about that. And those things we talk about. Uh, we'll cover our statement of beliefs, our church constitution, and what is expected. The class lasts about six or seven weeks. You'll sign a membership covenant, and you're voted in at the next business meeting. That's it. There's no hoops you have to jump through. There's no twirling dances you have to do. None of that. 
If you're a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and you professed him, you need to be a part of a local body of believers. Listen to me. I don't worry about whether it's here or at First Baptist with Pastor Rich. He's a great guy. I, I, love, I like Pastor Rich. Me and him are tight. Wherever. But use your gifts and talents to serve the kingdom. Right? This isn't a competition. I don't look for numbers. I want you to use your gifts and talents to serve the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, I don't want you going to a church that doesn't preach the correct gospel. So I want to clarify that. You better, when you, when you go to a church, the first thing you ought to look at is what gospel do they preach? What do they teach? What do they believe in? Is it biblical? If it's not, don't join that church. Don't join it. Okay? So this is, this is extremely important. This is extremely important. Membership's important. We're going to talk about what the responsibilities are from the elders to you all and what your responsibility is to each other in the body. It's important. I'm going to ask our worship team to come. Here's, here's the invitation today. If you have questions about salvation, about baptism, or church membership, I'm here to answer those. In fact, I love having those conversations. When somebody comes to me and says, hey, can we meet? I have questions about something. I go, absolutely. I love having those conversations. So if you have a question about something, please come and see me. Okay? Please come and see me. Let's talk. Let's talk. If you have somebody that you're like, I'm just not really good about sharing the gospel with them, drag them in too, and I'll, I'll talk to them. I love having those conversations, okay? That's what we're here for. I'm asking you to stand this morning. If you, if you know you've professed Jesus as your Lord and Savior, you've been baptized, and you want to join this local body of believers, you need to come down here and let me know that. That's edifying to the body. I will tell everyone, hey, they're wanting to join the church. I'm going to meet with them. Those are edifying things the body. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, I thank you, Lord, for this morning. Again, I worship you, Lord, for what you're doing in people's lives here uh, in this church and what you're doing in mine. And I, I, I love this body. I love this church. Uh, Lord, there are times when we do struggle and, and, boy, Satan wants to get us and wants us to get discouraged. But, Lord, we should find encouragement in you through this local body. And, Lord, I don't know where we'd be without it. And so, Lord, I'm just thankful for them. In all, everything we give you the praise and glory. In your name I pray. Amen.
All right, so I'm going to close with the benediction. Before I do that, here's a favor I got of you this week. Um, Mike and Kim are going on vacation starting tomorrow. They're going to be gone, gone for eight days. <laughs> we got to get him under control somehow. I don't know. They're, they're going to be gone for eight days. Do me a favor, don't reach out to them. If you need something, get a hold of Selene and I, okay? Because when I go on vacation for too long, I'm going to tell the same thing. Get a hold of you, okay? So they're going to be out of town. Let them. I told them to turn their phones off. So if you need something this week, get a hold of us, okay? Here's the benediction. Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Let us consider one another in order to provoke love and good works, not neglecting to gather together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging each other, and all the more as you see the day approaching. Let me break this down real quick. Why are we here? To provoke love and good works in one another. To serve one another. To love one another. Don't neglect to be a part of a body of believers. Don't neglect that. Don't do that. Encourage each other as what? We see Christ and wait for Him to come back. That's breaking it down. Pretty simple, all right? Love you, church. I, I, I'm, it's an honor to serve with you. Since he's going on vacation, I'm going to have him close us in prayer. Father, we just pray for Brother Ace. He needs you, Lord. <laughs> so, uh, Father, we just thank you for this opportunity you gave us this morning to meet together, Lord, in your house. And, Lord, we lift up our pastor. We are so grateful that uh, Jeff and Selena and their family, just, uh, you brought him here, Lord, and that the, they're leading your charge, and we are grateful to be up under him and them. And uh, so I just pray to God you would bless them as they bless us. I pray, God, that you'd help us, Lord, just continue to grow in Christ's likeness. And I just pray that this church, your church, Crossbridge Baptist Church in Marshfield and Springfield and, and uh, in the state of Missouri, in the United States and uh, countries across uh, uh, across the ocean, Lord, that we'd that we'd be salt and we'd be light, and we'd be all kingdom-minded, working together, Lord, to honor you. And uh, what a blessing it is to tell people about what you've done for us, that you're willing to do for them. Be with us as we leave out here today, God, and we ask all these things in Jesus Christ's name. Amen.